You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Everything basementy since 1992. Greg Millen from the NHL on Sportsnet, the bottom of the hour. Get Greg's take on that loss by the Flames. 2-1 last night in Nashville to wrap up their roadie. And we'll get his thoughts on Eric Francis throwing him under the bus during the intermission. We got the clip, too. Yes. Good. Adnan Verk, NHL MLB Network host, Cinephile Podcast, 8 o'clock. And Connor McGahee, the voice of the Avalanche for Altitude Sports. And uh, he's the PA guy for the Broncos games. So gets the crowd going. Yeah. We'll talk to Connor McGee. He tee up that big avalanche flames game tomorrow. Big game in January. Yeah, it is actually. Cause Colorado chasing Calgary for that second wildcard spot. Flames have three games in hand. Um, still taking your text at nine sixty nine sixty. name and location. Um, saw it on Sunday night football. Couldn't get to it yesterday, but had to talk about it today. Night courts coming back. With John Larroquette, five-time Emmy Award winner, John Larroquette. You have no idea because I grew up like watching Night Court as a kid. And I'm like, oh, Night Court's coming back. And then that led me to think, hey, what are some of the shows you'd like to come back? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matty Rose, I, I gave you, producer Patrick Tumal, technical director Alex Brody, some time during the break. Did this in the 6 o'clock hour. What's the show you want to come back, want to see come back? The one show, as I thought about this a little bit more and more, was The League. Did you ever watch oh, okay. The League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fantasy, saw some of The League, yeah. Fantasy football show. Yeah. Uh, Jean Lajoie was in it, played Taco MacArthur. He was very good. Nick Kroll was in it as Rodney Ruxin. Uh, really liked that program. Um, but you'd have to kind of change things up a little bit to bring it back because uh, the guy who played Kevin had a little bit of a, a controversy. Hmm. And... Uh, I think that might have been one of the reasons that the show actually came to an end. Hmm. He lied about being in 9-11. That's a tough one. You can't do that. That's a tough one. Yeah, that was. I think producer Patrick Dumont just uh, summed it up. You can't do that. No, No, it's not a good idea. That's not. Well, it's just like former Blue Jays manager Tim Johnson lied about being in Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah, you're like. Remember that? Don't lie, guys. Yeah, That's, like, don't. Oh, what? Nam was hell. Yeah. Let me tell you. You weren't there, you man. You weren't there, man. Yeah, you weren't, Tim. son playing in the background yeah. every time he talks. Yeah. Oh, God. Tim Johnson's to his players. Oh, the smell of napalm in the morning. Uh, Tim, you weren't there, bro. Tim, you don't know <laughs> Stop what Stop lying nap- about it. You don't know what napalm there, smells man. like. <laughs> All right. What do you... What show do you want to see come back, Patrick? Uh, I said Freaks and Geeks uh, at the start, but you know that was just one season, and everybody had has had successful careers since then, for sure. Uh, a show that had a, a little bit of a run, I think it had four seasons, and uh, I kind of grew up with it because it was kind of in my end of junior high, early high school days. The, the OC. Okay. O- only had four seasons. And, All right. Uh, I was just... I don't know. It just I love that show, and I think it it got a it needed a couple more years. I could definitely see that thing being remade, though, for sure. Okay. Um, Techno director Alex Brody, what show would you like to see come back? I thought long and hard about this, and I just kept going back to Parks and Rec. I love that show. Okay. I miss it a lot. I'd love to see it again. Chris Pratt getting some of his breakout roles. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's Wolf. so good in that show. Amy Poehler. Amy yep. Poehler's very good. Um, 
Aubrey. Rob Lowe Plaza. was good. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Rob Lowe was very good in yeah. that show. Yeah. He was so funny. Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of Parks and Rec. I, I've been watching a ton of this show lately, and I wish it would come back. Uh, 30 Rock. Yes. Mm. I love yeah. 30 Rock. Like some of it is even offside now and I love it. It certainly is. But like is, the yeah. writing in 30 Rock is NBC so good had some and it's so clever out there for good shows. Yeah. I share a birthday with Alec Baldwin. Well, the more you know. Have you accidentally on purpose shot somebody? Pardon? No, I don't know. I just don't know how that thing. It's just that the situation is not good. Uh Chris from Dover Prison Break. Did you guys ever watch that? Yes. I love no, Prison Break. Um we've gotten a few Archie Bunkers. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think Archie offside. Bunker can come back now. New, 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 new. That would be a tough one. Uh, that would be a tough one. We got a lot of Married with Children's too. Like if you watch Married with Children now, you're like, whoa. Oh. I don't know if that one could fly. <laughs> Craig and Red Deer too. Cheers. Like you watch some of the episodes for Cheers, you're like, that wouldn't work now. I rewatched Seinfeld recently, and there's some in the early seasons where you're like, hmm, okay, that's kind of racist. All right. Um, Sean in Calgary, he's like probably around my age. Uh, the Golden Girls, yeah, Blanche, am I right? Of course, Blanche was a firecracker. <laughs> Sean, that's no, there's no doubt. Hey, the A Team, they made a movie. <laughs> yeah, Mr. T back. Knight Rider, Knight Riders, but a good like one. David Asselhoff has to be an Airwolf, Airwolf, which is like a show about a helicopter, oh. which I thought was really cool when I was a kid. I thought they brought back Airwolf. I may be wrong about, about that. Dinosaurs. I, I do not remember an uh, airwolf. Saw this one too. Too easy. Baywatch. Okay. All right. I I I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I've watched some uh, Baywatch remastered lately. And my favorite episode is the one where um, Mitch's wife uh, flies on a private jet with her new man husband, and then it somehow crashes near Baywatch, and then Mitch has to go rescue them. Like, what are the chances? Like, what are the chances? It's just a little coincidence, George. Uh, Brad in Calgary. uh, By the way, if you see what Yasmin Bleeth looks like now, you'd be like, that's not Yasmin Bleeth. Brad in Calgary. Saturday night's main event. Brad, I could not agree more with you. Like, I grew up on Saturday night's main event. There are many people my age, you guys don't remember this, they used to preempt Saturday Night Live to show wrestling mm-hmm. on Saturday nights, and it was the best thing ever. Yeah, and then they brought it back, but it wasn't good. It was only in the summertime. Yeah, no, you yeah, gotta it do it same. like, yeah. yeah, like in, like, you know, September, October, boom, Saturday night's main event was awesome. Um, a lot of Archie Bunker, a lot of that. Frank and Arbor Lake, uh, uh, Arbor Lake um, Bewitched. Okay. People I'm, really I'm a fan love of Melissa Joan family, Hart. Huh? Didn't All Bewitched right. come back? Yeah, I think so. It was a movie, Will Ferrell and Nicole mm. Kidman. That wasn't Not very good. good. Not good. Um, Raj and Crestmount, uh, they could bring back this show, but they definitely have to bring back the theme, uh, The Littlest Hobo. Oh, yeah, of course. There's mm. a voice. Yeah. An absolute banger. Yeah. Uh, are, are you going to... There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, that's where I'll Sing it, be. Every stop I make. Who doesn't travel light hobo style? And he was a dog. Yeah, he was great. He knew what was going on. He was a dog. I don't watch Hudson and Rex, but maybe I should because I like shows based on dogs. Yeah, Will Trent, he's got a dog too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the new show, Will uh, Trent. Yeah, Men sure. Behaving Badly, Robin Cochran. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was okay. Perfect Strangers from Sid. To Catch a Predator. Oh, the, To Catch a Predator was good. <laughs> 
It's like, I didn't. I love uh, how sure, Chris why Hansen did you take was... off all your clothes? I just thought she needed help. <laughs> I love how okay. Chris Hansen help got busted what? for tax evasion. Yeah, yeah, and, okay, but at least it's not. At least it's not the other thing. Taking yeah. na- being yeah. naked in front of a twelve-year-old. Yeah, like, oh know. my god! Like talk about like you're on that show. Chances are your your life's pretty much over. Yes. Like that's <laughs> and you, deservedly so because you're a scumbag. Yeah, but probably. yeah, it's tough being on that show. Uh, there's so many. Keep them rolling in. NHL tough, Cool Shots with Brett Lindros. Wow, I remember that. Right? Uh, Dustin Edmonton, Ozark. Yeah, like, but it's done. Like, they... They wrapped it. They wrapped it. Some things just need to be laid to rest. We don't need to reboot everything, right? Uh, <laughs> from Calgary. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, need more Chuck? Little more, yeah. little more roundhouse Conan, kicks and stuff Conan like that? Conan did, like, a thing on, like, clips from Walker, Texas Ranger years ago, and it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and, like, those stupid Chuck Norris things, too. Oh yeah, Chuck Norris could cure cancer. Too bad he with his tears. Too bad he doesn't cry. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like, I can't even remember any. Like, it's been such a long time since we've done. Uh, I don't. This this seems like up your alley because you're a, like a borderline nerd. Uh, Jamie and Airdrie, uh the X Files. I never really watched the X Files. Really? Uh, no, because it was a little spooky too. Like, I don't do <laughs> like scary things very well. Yeah, I'm easily frightened, George. Okay. Like watching The Last of Us has been very, like just the first episode on Sunday, I was having a hard time. You know yeah. what I did to get myself prepped for that show? What did you do? Replayed the game. Oh. Word for word. It's like Scary. identical. It's, okay. It's, it's amazing. Uh, keep the, them rolling the, in. The Granny on Sunday? Uh, 960, 960, <sighs> name and location. I no have no thanks. idea what you guys are talking about because I have yet to see an episode. No thanks. Uh, Xena, Warrior Princess? Used to watch that with my dad right really? before Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo? Yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's not a good dude. Yeah, he's been canceled. With Kevin Sorbo is with a bad dude. Noted bad guy, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, pro stars. That's cool. You know what I wish they bring back to? American Gladiators. Yes. With all the roided up gladiators. The names the, that they tell have me, for them. Tell me, like, when you were a kid. Well, I don't know about you guys because you guys are older. But you did not want to, like, hit somebody with the tennis ball cannon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. Or like my favorite, my favorite event, which was impossible, was the rings, where you had to use complete body strength to climb rings and get the other side. And then this big roided out gladiator would come and just li- like wrap himself around you, and there's no chance that you could hold on. The names for the debut season: we have Blaze, yeah, Bronco, yeah, Bron- Gemini, yeah, Gold, Jade, Lace, Laser, <laughs> Laser. Malibu, yeah. Nitro, Nitro, Sunny. Titan and Zap. Zap was awesome. I like Zap. Played Nitro had a haircut you could set your watch to. Danny Lee Clark played top. Nitro. Did you ever watch the Titan <laughs> games, which was basically like yeah. the remake of this with yeah. The Rock? It was also quite fun. Yeah. Um, What's keep, the one? Is that the obstacle course one? Yeah. And they had like actual NFL, like actual athletes. Like Joe Thomas was on season two. <laughs> um, uh, Tyron Woodley wh- was on season two. One more before we get to uh, the Flames game. Uh, Steven from Alliston, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, probably the sexiest guy in television. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm the dog. dog. The big bad yeah. dog. Dog the Bounty Hunter. That guy's handsome. One of my favorite South Park episodes. His wife passed away. No, like, why oh, do you got to go down that bring... way? I'm sorry. We're supposed to keep it light here. <laughs> supposed to keep it on the Boy, light. Boy, if we tiptoed in this What's the 10th Kingdom segment? by Stu in Medicine Hat? Oh, the 10th Kingdom. The 10th Kingdom? Yeah. 
George, you remember when two scoops won American Gladiator? No, I don't remember that, but I remember guys <laughs> suffering major concussions during um what was it? What was the one where they had to throw the balls in the uh in like the baskets? And uh, they get like tackled? Do you remember that? Oh. Yeah, like and then you have to grab the balls and throw them like all these separate and things. The and the like, boys had to, would just the blow them up to, the yeah, whole time. Like, my god, some lives. of the physical contact. <laughs> They had American 22 gladiators. different events throughout the entire run everyone, of the show. Everyone like, wanted to do the joust, too. Yeah. Where you just hit your buddy with the giant joust stick. Did like, they have the um, the one where you had to be tied together with like the elastic band? And you had to try and put the things in the bucket as well? Or was that a different one that I'm thinking of? That might have been the Titan Games. Okay. No, I, I think that was a different one. But that's another one that you'll see like at a hockey game in yeah. the middle of the ice. Um, 960-960, name and location. Flames lose... 2-1 last night to the Predators end up going 2-1-2 and on the roadie. Six of a possible 10 points. Manny, what grade would you give the Flames on that roadie? C plus? B minus? Yeah. I Being a hard fair. marker? Yeah, I think that's fair. Here's the thing. I think when you look at all maybe minus the middle game in St. Louis... There were all things to maybe like, but there were also certain things that you went and said, that's a pretty glaring issue that needs to be dealt with. Like the Blackhawks game. How do you get beat by Max Domi and Lucas Reichel? But yet it happened. Then you have the lead against the Blues. 3-1. Blow a lead. Yep. Then there's the team that was missing eight regulars. Yes. And then you have the next Blues game, which you're able to get the victory. Then you go into Dallas. Should have been sunshine and cotton candy coming out of there, but instead four goals in the last 21 minutes for the Stars, and you don't feel so good about a 6-5 win, and then you wrap it up with a game that really did look like the end of a long road trip where didn't feel like they were going in the first 40. I thought Nikita Zadorov had a great interview after the second intermission, and then, of course, you see the Flames fire off 21 shots in the third period as they kind of put the pedal down, but... You can't really do that against a team like the Predators who have a UC Soros between the pipes. There's lots of teams in this league that if you're only going to play for 20 minutes, you're probably not going to get a win against them. Wasn't wasn't last night's game another example on how this team just lacks that game breaker? Like, I know the Flames have to do it with balance and depth and, and plenty of pucks on net, and that's essentially what the MO of this team is now since Goudreau and Kachuk have left. But last night's game was another example that they don't have that blockbuster game-breaking forward who can flip the game on its head. They don't have that guy on this team right now. They and don't. When, when they go down two nothing early like they did, it's kind of hard to come back. Yeah, they don't have anybody who's going to be you know putting up a hundred points this year. The thing for me when I look at that game as a whole, yeah, if you had a little bit more scoring, a little bit more punch in the third period that certainly would have come in handy. But the first 40 minutes, there's so many times that you've got extended shifts in your own end that you're running around and not able to get the puck out. That was a big issue for the Flames yesterday. For some reason, there was some sort of force field at their own blue line. And anytime they tried to chip or do anything to get out of their own end in the first 40, they weren't getting anything past any of the Predators' blue liners, which, granted, it's a little bit of a credit to them. The point here being... I. Unless you're going and getting one of the really top elite offensively skilled guys, 
I don't know how much of a difference it's really making in that game yesterday. Because I don't they they couldn't get out of their own end. What is an offense what is a high powered scorer do when you can't even play in the opposition's end? Hmm. He has to be able to check too, right? Like you want the perfect player, but I don't know. Obviously there's instances where you're like, yeah, you need more offense. This is a team that scores by committee right now. They don't have anybody who's 20, 25 goals. They don't have any of those type of guys. But I don't know. Like It depends on who the person is to me. And what are they bringing to the table? Can they check? Can they play in a, a Daryl Sutter system as well? Because that's where I thought the game got away from the Flames. But isn't it getting to the point now where I know the deadline's what? March 3rd. Yeah. We're Six weeks. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe it's time to jump the market here a little bit. Well, Brad Trillivan always does. He always likes to get out in front of everything and, and kind of look around and, and hunt around. But here's the thing. This is maybe one of the quietest trade markets we have seen heading up to the deadline, like at this time of year. I think a part of that is that some of the key guys that might have been moved, like I think of a Patrick Kane, who now it's unsure if he's even going to play for the rest of the year because he's dealing with a hip injury. What's going to happen there? Every team is is cap-strapped for the most part. Teams don't want to move out 2023 picks because it's this gaudy draft. It's kind of wild in the sense that the trade market is so quiet. So I, as much as it would be great to go out and, and get ahead of things... Like, what price are you paying? And are the other teams willing to do this at this point in the season? Like, to me, Brad Trillivan would have done something if it was available. If there was a price that he liked and there was a player that he liked that was available, he would have already done it because he said they need someone to add some scoring since training camp. He's admitted that. So, I, as much as I agree, I don't know. I, I'm never in the boat of just making a trade to make a trade. No, I, I, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is uh, you're playing an avalanche team tomorrow night, which is trailing you in the standings for a wild card spot. And we would think the avalanche will be a playoff team. I think a lot of us would be stunned if they missed the playoffs because of the amount of pedigree and world-class talent they have in that team. So you need to beef up here. You're tied with the Oilers here for a wild card spot. Yeah, I know we just talked about that Mark Stone injury, and he may be out for the entire season, which maybe brings Vegas back to the pack a little bit. But Seattle's been good. Do I really believe in the Kraken that much? No. Do I really believe in the LA Kings that much? Well, no. But I do need that insurance policy of adding scoring punch to the Flames so this team's a playoff team. Because I couldn't imagine what that's going to look like in this city if they miss the playoffs. Yeah. And the reason why this team's going to miss the playoffs is goal scoring. That's what it's going to be. Like, yeah, you can add maybe to the blue line here, but this team needs more punch up front. And that there's always that magical number of three goals that, that everyone talks about in the city, about the Calgary Flames scoring three goals. They need that extra scoring punch, and I don't think you can afford to wait too long because all of a sudden, with all these teams, with how tight it is bunched in the Western Conference, you need that punch, and you need to get that sooner than later because you can't let this thing get out of hand. Come play, come the playoff race. I would personally address the six defenseman. Uh, I think it's time for Michael Stone to get back to being the seventh defenseman because I think long stretches of being the six wears on him. 
And personally, I can't stand when he is out there in the final two minutes and they're chasing a game. I understand he has a huge shot, but the opposition is so happy to let Michael Stone throw grenade passes at his teammates in the offensive zone that lead to turnovers. Because as we heard the guy say early on in the season, I'm always stressed. <laughs> he's not a guy that I want out there in the final two minutes. So I think that there's a, there's a handful of things that this team could do. Like... And here's the thing I always come back to as well. It would okay. be great to add scoring punch. Who are you adding? Who are some of the names that you would be looking at? Patrick Kane's near the top of the list. Patrick Kane might not play for the rest of the year. He's got a hip injury. He's not going to play. Travis Konechny? Travis, okay, so there's a guy that I would actually be intrigued by. Travis Konechny has a little bit of term left on his deal. He's got two more years at $5.5 million. He's scored right. 24 goals. He's having an outstanding season. But... What do the Flyers want for Travis Konechny? What do you want to move out? Do you want to move out that 2023 first-round pick if you have a chance of falling into a lottery spot, even if you add TK? I don't know if I want to do that. I, I don't think the Flames are falling into a lottery spot. But again, see, th this is... And we, we got to get to the break in Greg Millen. Y you, just, you just said something that that is very, like, Toronto Maple Leafs vibes to me, and don't take this the wrong way. You talked about the sixth defenseman. Mm -hmm. Again, we're we're talking about problems. Yes, the team needs probably a sixth defenseman to move Michael Stone to the seventh spot, and I understand that. But the bigger issue on this team is scoring goals. Like, you can talk to me all day about adding to the bottom pair of the defensemen, but you need a top six winger. It's a need on this team that everybody in the organization knows you need a, a top six winger. Go out there and get one. I like, don't disagree. I don't disagree that they need a top six winger. But my point that's being... The, that's the biggest issue on this team right now. But my point being, what is the cost going to be? And if you add that guy, are you still a Stanley Cup contender? Or are you just throwing away... Pay? Like, Konechny's a good name because he's got some term on him. Right. But there's a lot of guys out there that I'm not entirely You're, sure I want. And Konechny is going to have maybe what, the biggest price at the deadline because he's arguably the best player available right now. But the Flames have already told their fan base what they're doing. They could have torn this thing down once Johnny and Kachuk left. Yeah, 100%. Right, and they but, got they didn't. Yeah. but they didn't. So now they're a team that has to make the playoffs and try to have a deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're a buyer, not a seller. This is a team that since December 3rd is second in points in the Western Conference. I think they're going to be a playoff team as constructed. I think right. you could tweak a few but things. But that's not good enough in this city just to make the playoffs here. You got to have a run. You gotta have a run. Yeah, but here's the other thing too. Brad Trilliven will always say the players dictate your trades and how you want to make them, right? And this year, the players have dictated that I don't know if I want to add to this group because I don't know if adding to this group makes them a legit contender. So now you're just adding because you said something, right? But, but where you do, still have all okay. of these key players that you have sure. for the seasons to go on. But where does his contract factor in all of this? He's in the final year of his deal. If this team doesn't have a long playoff run, maybe he's not back as a general manager. Maybe he's not anyways, right? Like, I... I there's Doesn't a that lot make of, him facilitate a move that I want to stay here long-term and be in charge of this team? I think so. Right. This team misses the playoffs or gets knocked out in the first round. Maybe there is a change at GM. But even then, I like I said, I don't know if adding one scorer is going to change things that much well, for this but team. But I'm saying it's the biggest need, and they need to address it. It is their biggest need right now. Greg they don't Millen, score enough. Greg Mill in the NHL on Sportsnet straight ahead. 
I will get his take on uh, the Flames. We'll also play the clip for him where Eric Francis threw him under the bus. Uh, we're still taking your text messages. It's 960-960, name and location. Sunday Night Football had the promo that Night Court's coming back. Which TV show would you like to see come back? 960-960, name and location. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio at the top of the hour. Adnan Verk, NHL and MLB Network host, Cinephile Podcast, will join us. Text line open, 960-960, name and location. I saw it on Sunday Night Football, a promo mm-hmm. coming to Peacock. <laughs> Night Court is back. Which TV show would you like to see come back? 960-960, name and location. I said the league. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice little fantasy show, yeah. plus sitcom fun. I was a big fan. i like to see 30 Rock come back. It's a good one, too. Uh, Parks and Rec from Alex Brody. What did you say? Freaks and Geeks? Uh, OC. Oh, the OC. Yeah. Freaks and Geeks is a good one, too. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you know who was in Freaks and Geeks? Like Seth Rogen, James Franco. Martin Starr. Martin Starr. Linda Cardinelli. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was in, She's in a lot of things. You'd recognize um, her. Okay. Busy Phillips. The big dude from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Jason Segal. Jason Segal. Okay. Pretty stacked cast. They were like, they were like forgetting teenager. Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is one of those movies on television that once you start watching, you you keep watching it forever. Yeah, yeah. until it ends. Um, Flames lost two uh, one last night uh, to wrap up their road trip. To talk about that and to play a clip from Eric Francis uh, from last night's broadcast. Uh, former NHL goaltender, Sportsnet analyst on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Greg Millen. Greg, how are you? I'm terrific. Good morning, everyone. Uh, is there a TV show you'd like to see come back, Greg? I knew you guys were going to ask this. I was <laughs> listening to all this nonsense, and I can tell you that <laughs> I can tell you that my wife gets on me all the time because all I do is watch games, and she's in charge of watching all the shows that I don't know anything about. So I'm the wrong one to ask. Mm. Not boring, but is, true. Is is there a show that your wife makes you watch though with her? No, because it never happens. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we got the little routine, you know. She goes and watches her shows. I'm in the in the dungeon watching games usually if I'm home. So that's okay. the way it works around the Mellon house. That, with all the kids gone. So yeah, there you are. That that it's seems boring, like huh? that seems like a happy wife, happy life arrangement, <laughs> which isn't probably the wrong yeah, thing. Ex- so exactly. Yeah. The more that you know, she doesn't have to see me, the better. Right? Yeah, so, there yeah. you go. And you're on the road <laughs> a lot of the time too, so it even works even more. Uh, that's that, all these years. That's right. Yeah, that's a good Di- formula. Distance <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Um, Greg, I'm sure last night on the broadcast you heard uh, Eric Francis kind of throwing you under the bus a little bit after that double yeah, pad stack it. save from Markstrom. <laughs> well, he was correct. I loved it. Okay. I think I would have been out for six weeks. I think I would have been out for six weeks trying that thing. I mean, uh, wow, that was quite a save. I mean, in my best days, I didn't make a save like that. I can tell you that was uh, ridiculous. I mean, he got a glove on it too somehow, and you know, you think that's a fluke, but you have to put the glove there to make the save, and he's done that more than a couple of times. So, uh, and you know, key time, right? I mean, that's game over yeah. if he doesn't make it. And uh, end of the second period, he makes this wonderful save and gave them a chance, and they did everything but tie it. To be honest, which was to me, uh, I was waiting for them to die in that game at some point uh, for mm. a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, the end of a long trip, and they are tough, believe it or not, even with the charters and the way players are treated today. And number two, you're, you're in Nashville. <laughs> I'll say no more. <laughs> and I thought they uh, 
they played pretty hard, really, considering uh, in the third period, particularly. I know Rick and Kelly were talking about uh, UC Soros last night and being, you know, not the prototypical goaltender that is now six two, six three in the league. He's a guy who's five eleven. And are are scouts and teams making that mistake now? I know it's more about maybe just blocking the puck instead of being an athletic goaltender in the NHL. Now it's about size and angles, and I get all of that stuff. But are, are teams in the league maybe approaching goaltending wrong that, you know, if, if you're under a certain height, teams don't even look at you? Because if you go, if you look at a guy like Soros last night, he was fantastic for the Predators, Greg. Yeah, he really is. Um, I think a couple of things to to answer that. I mean, I wish I would have been six foot five. I mean, I you know, you look at some of the saves that Markstrom made last night, you know, that extra arm out, the stretch out, the one leg that, you know, becomes a little longer in the crease. So, you know, you like the big goalie. I get it. But in saying that, if you're going to go with a player like like Saros, he has to be technically perfect in today's game because the way they shoot the puck and how accurate they are and how much better they were than in my era, all the shooters. So he's technically, uh, he's, he's perfect. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I've watched him for a while now, and he's in position uh, all the time. He, he, his, his movement is, is complete. He doesn't overplay pucks. And so that's why he's having all-star success this year. I'm not surprised. And frankly, he won the game for them last night in the third period, in my opinion. I mean, he was remarkable and, uh, Two good goalies going at it, two good really sets of defense going at it, and two teams that have, you know, some tough time scoring goals. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised at the outcome. Greg, we've seen Jonathan Huberto throw up 13 points in his last 13 games. Are you seeing some progression in his play as he's kind of found a home beside Nazem Kadri and for now Milan Lucic? You know, you know what I found interesting? I was reading the clips this morning, and, and, and one of his comments was, well, you know, we don't play like other teams in terms of ice time. And I thought at first, uh-oh, you know, he's a little disappointed in the amount of ice time he's getting. But then his next comment was, but I also understand that that's how you win championships when everybody's playing. That was a interesting comment for me, thinking that maybe he's starting to understand what Sutter's delivering to him is that we're here for the long haul, you know, yes, we like points, but we also like playing, you know, the entire ice surface and making sure we don't give pucks away when we shouldn't in certain areas and so on. And I think Sutter would rather have a complete player than a player that last year racked up points left and right in the National Hockey League. So it's been an interesting transition for him. I get it. Very difficult as well because it's a very different philosophy different city. I mean, you can go down the list. We've all talked about it a lot, but I thought there might've been a little buy-in when I read that last night. And, and maybe that's why we're seeing a little more success and a little more comfort level uh, for him on the ice. So it was an interesting comment reading it. And I thought, Hmm, okay, this is uh, this is not a bad thing. Wanted to ask you well as well about uh, Elias Lindholm, who's also been rolling around at a point per game clip for the last little bit here, uh, and really kind of is the driving force on that Lind- on that line with Defoli and Dubé as well. Have you liked what you've seen from number twenty eight lately? I always like what I see from him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he is he he does all those little things defensively that you you know that little extra stick. I think he knocked it. He knocked no, it wasn't him that knocked it out of the air last night, but he all the little tiny things that he does all over the ice and uh, makes him a, a special player. And yes, when he scores the way he does, for me, it's even a bonus. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. particularly uh, the way he's played of late. I mean, I'll take his game any day, uh, any day of the week, the way he, the way he plays this game and uh, uh, a valuable, valuable center iceman for the team. And it's nice now because now you've got Cadbury right behind him. And now you've got, uh, you know, Backlund in the third hole where he probably shouldn't be suited. So that Cadbury uh, acquisition, I think has helped everybody down the middle. And, and including Elias, who's you know obviously missed his two uh, former teammates, but he's settled in nicely of late. And again, another adjustment for him uh, to start the year. Also, you mentioned the the three centers down the middle. I, I've liked the bite that they've been playing with lately. And that game against the Predators, it really shone through. You had Lindholm going toe to toe with Ekholm, and by the way, great eyes on the little high stick there uh, in the first period. And then uh, also we had Kadri taking a, a big run at Yakov Trenin later on in the game, one of several hits for both those guys. Do you like how the guys down the middle can do a little bit of everything? They can pay, play a little physical, but they can also put the puck in the net when they need to, too. Yeah, and Rosicka's a big man as well, sitting sure. in the middle spot right now on the fourth line. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, Nashville brings that out a lot. And uh, in fairness to that that stick or elbow, we're not quite sure what it was. I caught it on, on the screen, but... You know, I'm sitting here at home with a 62-inch HD TV, and all of us in the booth, and, and Kelly, they give you this little postage stamp that isn't HD and a booth that's up in the middle of the stands in Nashville. So, you know, when the guy at home saying, how come you didn't see that? Well, I can tell you why, because you can't see it <laughs> on this little postage stamp. Someday they're going to maybe update, it, update the television trucks and actually give us a screen that we can see. From, but uh, so that's why sometimes <laughs> we have an edge at home that we don't have in the booth. So if you're wondering why that happens for uh, for sports fans, and uh, and Kelly was you know had no chance of seeing that where he was, believe me, because uh, I've been there, been there, done that many times. But uh, yeah, Rosicka is uh, is another interesting player that's played pretty well. I really like this this, this Dewar kid. I think he's got some huge upside. Uh, I even compared him to Zach Hyman a little bit. I saw Zach as a young player in Toronto. And, uh, you know, the same kind of bite, same kind of speed. You know, it seems like he's got some hands. We'll find that out. But uh, he's an appealing player uh, for for coming up in the American League and playing the way he has. The other comment I'll just quickly go on is the door off last night. And, and that was that was revealing to me. When you're a coach... If you think that the players now are starting to help hold themselves accountable in the room, then you're in business. And mm. we never know what's going on in the room, and nor should we guess because we don't know. But when I hear something like that with Sadorov holding the team accountable after two periods, you almost get the feeling now that this hockey club is starting to hold themselves accountable within their group now that they got to know each other and we're halfway through the year. That is a big time positive if, and I don't know this. I'm only speculating, and you can't what's going on in the room. But if it's happening, then you're going to see results because all championship teams don't need the coach. They hold themselves accountable within the group inside the locker room. Greg Millen, Sportsnet analyst, former NHL goaltender, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Um, I know we're more than halfway through the season, Greg, and Jonathan Huberto has had an okay season. He's He's been okay, but I think the expectations were really high for a guy who scored so many points last season for the Florida Panthers. Um, do, you, do you expect him to, to maybe elevate his play a little more here down the stretch? Because I think we're still kind of waiting for that. I know that that line he's been put together with has been pretty solid for the Calgary Flames, but I still think we need to see more from Huberto, no? 
Well, we probably need to see a point a game guy, right? I, I think that's probably where he'll sit. I mean, I'd have to look at his career stats versus last year, and I should do that. I haven't, um, to be honest. But that the thing about Jonathan, we want him. I think they want him to play a complete game. I think he's getting there in that regard. If he's going to get more points than the power play, better get better. And that's the one area that I think the Flames need to get going a little more. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight to get in. I mean, it's just, that's the Western Conference. It's, and, you know, we didn't think Seattle would do what they're doing, and it looks like they're not going to go away, which is a, a sort of a wild card that we wouldn't have predicted at the start of the season. Certainly I wouldn't have. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think in that regard that the power play has to get better somehow. And it's, it's working well. The puck's moving well. Uh, it's just not going in the net. And so somehow, uh, whether it's a, you know, an upgrade in the back end to have a little more power play presence on the back end or moving that around a little bit, I'm not quite sure. But uh, the second half, for me, that power play has to get at some point hot. And if it does, you're going to see Hubido with, uh, you know, some, Hubido with some lower, uh, or Doe rather, with some more point, point production. Uh, uh, we, uh, sorry, Greg, yeah. we, ta- we talked about it before you jumped on here. What do you think the biggest glaring need is? on this flame team? Is it, is it an upgrade in the, in the back end, or is it, they, they definitely need a scoring top six winger with a lot of finish. Well, if I was a general manager, which I'm not, <laughs> and trees does a great job. So I hate <laughs> doing those kind of things, I guess, from my eyes looking that, you know, obviously you could use a little more depth and defense in case you get into injury trouble for sure. That's a darn good defense. Uh, Maybe a power play presence on the blue line would be nice. Uh, but again, uh, not easy to find in this league and you've got cap issues and so on. Uh, could you use a little more scoring? Yeah, probably. Um, again, how do you find that? Where is it? It doesn't grow on trees. So perhaps you have to, if you're going to, if you think as an organization you need more scoring, then I guess you have to look to the scoring you have in your depth in the American league, which is a huge jump and see if you have any more scoring, if you think, you know, that's an issue. And if that's the case, uh, if you do bring up a score, you have to put them on the first two lines. You can't just bring up a score like a Pelche or so on and put them on the fourth line. Uh, I don't think in my opinion. So if that's the case, then you've got to move somebody off the first two lines. And right now they're going pretty well. So as a coach, that's your dilemma. Uh, if if you want to do something like that, so it's it's an interesting uh, uh, area for sure. And as as people like us who are in the business of media or fans, uh, we never know really who's available, what the asking price is, and how that's going to fit within your cap. And the cap has made it so problematic to make deals now for managers; it's almost impossible, uh, which is part of the problem. What have you made of uh, Jacob Pelche coming up and being around the team? It feels like it's still good to be around the NHL club, get some NHL checks, ride a charter every once in a while, even though he hasn't had an opportunity to get into a game yet. Yeah, well, I think you have to bring him up or somebody up, first of all, for depth on a five-game trip. Yeah. Right? So that's that's part of it. And it certainly never hurts a player to be around the big team and uh, get a feel for the professionalism that goes on in the National Hockey League level. Of course, having the American League team right there is, is a, a huge bonus also for, for all young players involved. And, you know, I, I suppose that 
you know, it's, if you have an injury, he's in, right? Or maybe, you yeah. know, if you have a few losses, he's in. But the team's going well. And you know how coaches are when the team's going well. It's very difficult uh, to make change uh, unless you have an excuse to make it. So that's sort of where that would be mm-hmm. at, I would, I would guess. But certainly it doesn't hurt at all to have a young player up uh, around the group and get a taste of it and, and see how that goes. You had mentioned the Seattle Kraken. They lost yesterday, but prior to that had swept a seven-game road trip, which is incredibly impressive. Um, but the team behind them is the LA Kings. They're the one team of the 16 playoff teams right now that have a negative goal differential. Um, if you had to look at a team above the Flames to maybe uh, take a step back and give Calgary a shot to get into one of the top three spots, would it be LA? I think you got to think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh but they, you know, they're another team that I've been sort of waiting that you know to maybe fall off a little bit, and they haven't. Uh, they've got some impressive young players. Their defense is good, and they've been getting goaltending. So that's that's an interesting. You know, the, they didn't have goaltending at the start of the year, and now they're getting it. With this kid came up from the American League and played great. So it's it's a, a team that you you might expect might fall out a bit, but you know I don't know at this point now. I mean we're well. Oh, I guess we're halfway here. I always think Christmas is, but we're technically there now. And I always think that, that uh, you know, once you're here, all these teams are for real. Like, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a dogfight right to the end. I really do. For all of these teams, not just Calgary. I mean, Edmonton, they're probably going to try to do something. I mean, they're getting some players back now, which which will help them a little bit. Uh, and they're getting some goaltending now. So Edmonton's starting to go. Uh, you look underneath Nashville. I mean, we, we, we could see what they were all about last night and they're starting to get the uh, hot. That's the other thing too, guys is like, it's when you catch teams in this league, sometimes, <laughs> you know, like Nashville didn't were they're They're not pretty good streak right now. They played much better the last you know month or so. And you know, now you catch them at home and then, you know, you have another team you might catch yours injured or played the backup goaltender. Uh, which happened, of course, in uh, with the Flames of the game before this one, where when you didn't get their number one goalie, and, and so those are type of things that sometimes you get a break in that six-five game. You know, you had a break because you weren't playing against the number one guy who's been on fire for Dallas. So that's sometimes the scheduling too. You know, you grab those points because of that, and you have to take advantage of it when you're in those situations. Greg and Millen, another one. Yep, Greg Millen, former NHL or Sportsnet analyst. Uh, Greg, terrific stuff. Thanks for this. And uh, well, we got to play the Eric Francis clip, though. Uh, what he said about you. <laughs> I listen. I heard it live. Yeah, because I'll hear it again. And yeah, because you know I love it. I, I teased I it, it. I'm, like I'm I talked about it. I, yeah, I just got to play it before you before you go. Here it is from last night uh, after that Markstrom save. You just don't see goalies stack the pads like the old Paul Matier and some of the great goalies back in the day, the Kelly Rudys of the world. Beaupre, and, and, and the Beaupre, I like that one. Millsy, Millsy couldn't do that. He would have pulled no. something for sure if he did something like that. Oh, very, like. <laughs> hey, the truth hurts. He's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great stuff, Greg. Thanks for this. We'll do it again soon. Uh, thanks, Calgary. We're having a ball out there, so appreciate it. All right. Take there care, you go. Greg. Greg Millen, uh, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Come in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available at Atlas Pizza. 403-248-3344. I like when Millsy does the games. Yeah, he's great. He does a great job. He, very alert. Yep. Picks things up all over Quite the place. So. He's got a little punch to him as well. Yeah. Big fan.
Um, you and I can probably take some lessons from these guys because we have to do apparently. I don't know, like the beer league game that's coming up. Yeah, we do. We got the beer like league broadcast coming up February second. Shout out Wild Rose. Yeah. Um, I think I and think the, you should do the play by play. And the Whalers, I can do the play by play, and I'll be like it. the color guy. Yeah, I guess. Sure. We're just gonna have a huge Homer broadcast. All Whalers. Like, I'm, I'm gonna try to do snarky comments, which really isn't my wheelhouse. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Just, I'll, You're going to try? I'm, you no. You put your best foot forward? I'm going to occasionally try to be a little snarky, yeah. but I doubt it. Yeah. It's not in your That's DNA. That's not my... You're yeah. really going to have to do a complete 180? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm still waiting on that yeah. like that stat I was talking about earlier, <laughs> the Markstrom versus Ladar stat. I might have to do it tomorrow because I still don't see it from Sportsnet Stats because I, I really got them to do a deep dive on how the team performs in front of Markstrom versus Vladar. Mm-hmm. But we might have to move that to tomorrow. But but they're not done the dive that is deep yet. Correct. So you can't bring... Because I asked them for a lot. You can't bring the treasure that they're diving for to the table if you don't have the... Never mind. Yeah, I, I like that analogy. Thanks. Sort I, of. It was not good. Um, do you have the valedictorian thing that Matt oh, was trying to on. say do earlier, too? Do have to do that right now? Do we have it, Alex? Okay. Uh, how about... You want to do it later? I we can yeah, do it whenever do it you want. We got to go because we got to get to Adnan Verk, okay. MLB NHL Network Cinephile Podcast. I bet Adnan can pronounce it. I bet he was one of these. Connor uh, McGee <laughs> probably was. Maybe maybe not. Probably was. Know. Super smart guy. He's very smart. Yeah, and, but I also uh, don't know if he's like a big book guy. Uh, he, well, we can ask him. We I know he's a big him. movie guy, and we'll see if he's a big TV show guy. And we're still taking your text at nine sixty nine sixty. Which TV show would you like to see come back? It's all straight ahead in the final hour of the program. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.